Good afternoon and welcome back to Brown Boy Haircut. Today I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind a few times before. Maybe not so much in this season because I'm past the big decision making time, but definitely in the past when I was 19, 20, 21. And that is the very big decision to make between choosing to be an artist or choosing to have stability in a quote unquote normal job. Now being an artist comes with a certain lack of stability because your success at least financially and numerically hinges on public opinion. That's just the truth. When it comes to the money and when it comes to how many listens you get on platforms which then drive the money and your your feasibility with live shows and everything um it comes down to public opinion now one would like to believe that public opinion hinges on how good of an artist you are but i'm not entirely sure that's the case i feel like there's a number of elements that work in people's favor like good looks somehow being connected to the zeitgeist um so if you are Katrina Kaif's like nephew or something and you're like yeah man now I want to I want to rap it's going to work in your favor when it comes to fame and people wanting to be around you and people putting you on shows now obviously in the long term what's going to help you maintain relevance is the ability to continuously create art that speaks to people's lives After a certain point all your famous friends their obligation to you is going to run out. It's going to end. But in any case it's going to take a minute to achieve success being an artist. And when I say success I'm saying it in the shallowest sense. And I mean that with regard to um how many people are talking about you how many people think you're cool and therefore how much money you make now in order to get to that point i've realized um it takes time and that's been the case for me whatever degree of success i've achieved thus far in my career has taken a few years now and i think for the first 2 years i thought in my head that it would happen quick and i wanted it to happen overnight now i've had a taste of virality i've had a taste of everyone looking and everyone talking about me albeit for a brief period of time but it happened and in the moment i was like i deserve this dude i want this man i'm so glad this is finally happening i knew it would happen too you know my ego was so inflated it was ridiculous and what it did was prevent me from being wise because i was like it was so early in my career it was the second song i released in reality it was the second song i recorded in a studio my second hip hop song before that it was just like a bunch of melodic guitar and singing stuff that i was doing a bunch of different genres there like 
classic rock and, and the blues and a lot of classical on my nylon string and I decided to go into hip hop. Happened so soon that I was disillusioned with the whole thing and I was like, I don't need to listen to anyone. I'm clearly the shit. And it's only when you get to a point where you realize that the fame can be a little bit shallow, that you realize that being prolific and putting out a ton of good art is what gives you staying power in the industry. Anyways, I'm digressing. I feel like the difference between putting up with all of this and for someone like me choosing to give it up and do a nine to five is massive. It's paramount because in order to create, you need mental space. It's not just about the time. You can't be like, okay, I'm going to be creative for two hours a day and I'm going to put out like the best art as a result of having consistently shown up between 5 and 7 p.m. Sometimes you're going to be falling asleep and a great lyric or aesthetic will just fall into your head. It's inexplicable. But unless you go put that down and indulge yourself and, and, and feel the wind that's gently brushing against your face, the creative wind, of course, <laughs> it's going to disappear. There's a good chance that the next day you just won't feel the same about it. It won't capture you in the same inimitable romantic way that it does at that very moment, which is why it's very difficult, at least for someone like me to have a full nine to five and do this. Although part-time works because it gives you so much more flexibility, at least for me. I guess it's a balance, but I do have some experience with this because I was doing marketing, well, digital marketing for a little while, granted. I didn't move to the full-time position. It was only a short amount of time. Let's be real here. Only a couple months with this company, but it felt pretty cushy for a second job. I'd done digital marketing before that for a stipend, but this was like fairly good pay for a college student. And uh, if I'd stayed after college, it would have immediately bumped me up to full-time and that would have been eight to 10 hours a day, depending on my workload. Now, even during my probation period, when I was just being introduced to the company, learning the ropes and everything, I was doing six hours of college a day, three hours of this, plus a 25 lap swim after that at 8 p.m. and then going home. So by the time I'd get home at 9, 9.15, my homies would be hanging around. I'd pick up a guitar and I'd be so exhausted that I'd play like three chords and then fall asleep. It was a good kind of satisfying exhausted, but after a point I was like, I felt an emptiness, I felt a hollowness inside my chest because I could no longer write music. And that's when music was taking a hold of me and calling to me. And I realized I wouldn't be able to answer that call unless I let go of the job. It's a pretty tough realization, especially when you realize that this is when you're just finally starting to make money or 2021, if you continue by the time you're 25, you're going to be pretty, pretty good. You know, there's no other way because I had displayed initiative with the first two jobs and, and the progress was quick. I decided to let go because I knew that the trade-off was my future with music, not the now, not the, not that time in the moment. It was the future. And that's wild to explain to people. It's ridiculous to try to explain to people. Try telling that to your parents. That you're leaving your cushy job where you're getting paid in dollars 
where you're working out of a nice WeWork on a residency road. You're swimming up there after work, coming back home, doing college. Tell your parents that you're quitting all of that so that you can make songs and that in the future, people will honor your legacy. Try telling them that and see how they react. Now, thankfully, my dad is a musician, so he understands. Artists understand the very clear call to create. Because it's not an immediate thing. You can make an album, you can make a couple EPs. And yes, there will be some form of linear progress, but outside of that, it's like, man, you just have to have faith. Because sometimes if you're making art that you truly believe in and the people close to you who are being honest with you, not the yes men, the people that are being honest with you tell you that it's good art, that's as much of a sign as you're gonna get for maybe the first couple of years, unless you're extremely lucky and you just skyrocket to fame overnight. Because in order to create art that's so good and so uniquely you that the world can't replace it with someone else or something, something else, it takes time. Bill Evans said that it took years for him to play like himself. Sounds like a strange and arbitrary statement, but I completely understand now that I've been playing guitar for 10 years, producing for about six or seven, and uh, writing music and putting it out for about three or four. I understand now that it takes time to sound like yourself. Because until you get to that point, it's years of expertly imitating the people who influence your taste and your form of creation in music. Your biggest influence is it's trying your best to sound like them. That's how it was for me when I started. So in reality, when it comes down to the choice, when you're still young, you're choosing between being an artist and sticking with that job. It's not even like, hey, I can do this artist thing and I'll have a fixed amount of money per month from live gigs and streaming and whatnot. And you weigh that against the salary you'll get from your job or the equity you'll get with this company. All of these very good things. You're weighing it against the future of what your art can do. And that's scary because it's like you have to really have self-belief for that to mean anything. If you don't have that, trust me, <laughs> you won't even get to the point where you're seriously considering the artist option. The reason I chose it is because I want to have a legacy that means something. I don't want to be a cog. I've always known I couldn't do that. I used to suck in school too. Okay. I don't need to be unduly harsh on myself. Okay. I was, I was good in school. Once I got to college and then I truly began getting treated like a cog, that's what truly got me. It wasn't even the fact that the teachers were mostly average. There were a few that I truly admired and who had passion for what they're doing. And I, I, I loved having conversations with them, but it was only every now and then the vast majority of them were deeply unhappy with their lives and they just weren't willing to confront that. They would come to class, point at a slide coming out of a projector on PowerPoint, read us something that was in our textbook anyway. Two or three people would fall asleep over the course of 45, 50 minutes. And then this professor would leave. 
And then these sleeping students would be woken up when the next professor arrived. That's what really got me. I was in college and I felt like such a cog. That was disgusting, okay? I could have memorized that shit. I was doing good until the middle of second year, okay? I was getting good grades. There was a certain point where I reevaluated my life, okay? A friend of mine passed away. And he was a good friend. And I think that forced me to reevaluate everything. It forced me to really think about whether I was doing something meaningful with my life. Whether I was doing something that on my deathbed I could look back and be proud of. Yes, we're going there. Okay, because I personally believe that this is the truest metric of whether or not you truly believe in what you're doing. Should the day come soon that you're looking back at your life with no ability to change what you've done and you have no time to do anything different in the future, should that time come soon, would you look back and be proud? Would you look back and say, yes, I made the right decisions. I'm glad I spent my time this way. That's the truest metric. It's the truest indicator of whether or not you really believe that what you're doing is worth it. Whether or not this legacy that you're creating is something you'll be proud of. Because I don't think money is going to do it. I don't think just money is going to do it. Yes, you could look back at a 12 car garage on your deathbed. Well, you could look at pictures of it on someone's phone and uh, maybe feel like that was worth it. It's a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. I want it too. I want that someday. I'd love that. I've been a car enthusiast my whole life. I want a poor song one day, you know, I want an F pace but not at the cost of doing something that means something to me. I want it as a byproduct of doing something I love, you know? That's when you've really won. That's when the world is, is then recognizing what you've done and, and compensating you correctly. When you've worked hard enough to earn that and then the world gives you that and, and that's a true victory. Not by doing something you hate that sucks the life out of you. Because yes, it'll be a momentary comfort, yes you'll feel good when the LEDs blink at you and you're walking up to your beautiful ride. But it's not going to take away the fact that you maybe wasted your time. So on your deathbed, you're going to look back and be proud. I would be proud. Should the day come soon, I would be happy with myself. I apologize for getting so deep with this, but this is something I, I wondered about and this is truly what helped me make the decision. And what put me in, in the mental space to make that decision, unfortunately, was the passing of a dear friend. Because he was younger than me and he didn't have time to create his legacy. And that's scary. That's terrifying. Because he would have definitely created a good one. Without doubt, he would have created a good one. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that at some point in the future, the art is good enough that I get to have all these wonderful superficial things that I want. Yes, I hope so. More than that, I hope that it gives me um, a level of financial freedom where I don't have to think twice about being generous and being there for my family, my friends, you know, even financially. Yeah, I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to do it. That would be such beautiful freedom. 
And it's a sacrificial expression of love that you can have for your friends and family that you wouldn't otherwise have. And I want that. And I'm believing for it. But that's the reason I chose to do this. In whatever way I've been able to, I've begun making decisions that will honor the legacy that I want to create. I want people to listen to my music and feel like they have someone to relate to. I want lonely teenagers like I, I kind of was when I was 13, 14 to hear some of the songs I make and maybe feel like, hey, you know, it's not all super popular jacked dudes with fancy cars and hundreds of women that are making this music. I want them to be like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's aspirational. It's good, you know. But it's also this dude who's being honest about some of the things that he's he's figured out in life and, and I can learn something from that. And then on my tough days, I feel like I have someone to relate to that doesn't intimidate me, you know? That's what I want. Anyway, I feel like I kind of went down the rabbit hole with this one, but I've, I hope you can relate. And I hope that you feel like you've made the right decisions. Trust me, <laughs> by this point, if I'd stayed in those jobs, I would have thrown a TV out of the window of a WeWork. And trust me, you can't open those windows. And they're not double-paned either. They would have broken. <laughs> uh, yeah. I should mention though, you know, there's no guarantees when you choose to truly do something you want. In the same way that if you feel like your calling is to begin is to start a startup that you feel is going to make a difference with a unique USB, with a unique conception, a unique, uh, I lack the terminology to really talk about this, but a unique concept that's going to benefit the world and, and uh, make, a, make a positive difference. You're going to be faced with the same uncertainty that an artist is faced with when they're like, okay, I'm gonna build my brand. I'm gonna put my name on this, make original art that nobody's heard before, pull things out of my brain that don't exist, put them down into a medium that people can understand, express myself emotionally through them, be a writer, be a poet, be an artist, be a musician, be an instrumentalist, be a producer, squeeze all those things into one and put out this three and a half minute, five minute, seven minute saga of a song one and a half minute screamo punk hip hop track that I hope someone's gonna be able to feel. You're gonna be faced with the same uncertainty. There's no guarantees. And on the tough days, you're gonna to think to yourself, man, I am a piece of crap. Why didn't I make the decision to just stay in a stable job where they're gonna give me a fixed amount of money, at least until you get to a point where your financial security is guaranteed for the rest of your life you're gonna be dealing with it. So yes, the price is high for doing what you want, but I think it's worth it. Beth it up. <laughs>